0: back to the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and the FM.com.
1: There we go. Get the drums rolling here on a Friday. Once again, uh, I've given you clearance. Take the rest of the day off. Tell your boss I said so uh, so you can come and listen to the Ticket Water Cooler. You've got to find out the latest and Husker recruiting, uh, and of course, we do that for you every week with Brian Munson of Husker Online and On Three. Brian, we've uh, taken the sandwich out of your hand. We're stopping you from lunch to have an interview. Uh, thanks again for joining us.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I um, <clears throat> things have just run together on a Friday, and it's actually good. I want to get to the to the weekend as quickly as possible. You guys are you guys are really like the the like the thing that's going to set up for me the rest of the day, and then I can get into my Saturday.
2: Oh, oh, this yeah. is bad. This is awkward.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you always want to start with the best part. So we kind of we understand that. Uh, let's uh, dump, jump right into it. I know people are kind of interested of a story that was kind of uh, pretty prevalent earlier this week. Of course, last week in the big recruiting weekend for Nebraska. But kind of what grabbed a lot of people's attention is Dylan Raiola no longer looking like he's coming to the spring game for Nebraska.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and <clears throat> I think that, look, that would have been the third visit in two months for him. Cause he came in the end of February. It's not a great sign. I mean, I think that we, we can all kind of agree that, that, that is, that is not a, that's not a good thing to have happen to obviously to the staff, to this class, trying to build some momentum to kind of get get going into the, the spring game weekend and carry you through to official visits. But I don't know if I would wrap, you know, I don't know if I would like seriously like hang my hat on that and say Nebraska is out of it by any means. I I just think you're going to see more of these things pop up and you're just not going to know how to read them. And there's not going to be ever an explanation about like about like why things are happening and why things are going about the way that they are. So I think. I think the best thing here is just to, to relax i do know that that um people have noticed that that matt rule is following a new 2024 quarterback on twitter somebody that coach tatterfield recruited to, to south carolina so um that could be that could be a, another sign that something negative has happened there in the in the dylan Riola sweepstakes but uh i, I honestly i kind of feel like just let it relax and let this thing ride out and see if nebraska gets their official visit in June because that could be very very critical to matt rule and
1: Nebraska. Uh, that's very interesting. Is, is this as is the primary? I mean, we kind of think about the same four schools usually that that Nebraska that Dylan Rowla kind of had narrowed down. Is it still kind of feel like they're all fighting in there? Or do, does it feel like Georgia has has become the favorite?
0: It, it does. Um, look, I, I, I never really felt like and it's going to really it's going to sound bad, but I guess I'll take a take a chance on this. But I've never been really convinced that L, that USC was, you know, like the lead school. Even when things were like pointing there a month ago, mm. I wasn't buying it. Um I, I've always felt like Georgia has been the school to beat. There's there's been some things that have kind of happened, things I have kind of heard behind the scenes. Things that would just kind of indicate that he has a, a that Dylan has a, a, a an affinity for Athens, Georgia and the Bulldogs. I think that that's that was definitely definitely showed that, you know, when he showed up to the national championship game. So um, I think Georgia has always been the top competition for Rayola. I think that it they've strengthened their argument now. And and uh, that's kind of unusual, you know, given the fact that they already have a 2024 quarterback in the class. But Dylan's not going to be scared of, of that or anybody else that's already in the room.
1: And of course, uh, uh, there, Dylan was just one part of the big weekend for Nebraska. I know some fans thought that with that big recruiting effort, that maybe there would be a commitment. Having spoken to you before, we know uh, that that ne- wasn't necessarily um, an expectation. But what, what do you think how, what, I mean, what do you think the, the, the takeaway is from the big recruiting weekend last, last week?
0: Yeah, I never thought like the terms of uh, success could be measured with the commitments at the end of the weekend. I just didn't feel like look, those guys are all very highly touted. I mean, if you were going to go back and point your finger at maybe a guy or two that you felt like could jump in the class, it might have been the three guys from Texas. It might have been, you know, Flint, Pyle, and Buford. Um, those might have been the three guys that had the, the most likelihood to go ahead and decide to commit. But what you were really shooting for is like a guy like Brandon Baker. You've already you're already seeing the fruits of your labor last weekend and the successes of your labor last weekend coming, you know, coming through because Brandon Baker has already confirmed, you know, to Chad Simmons with all in three that he is coming back to Lincoln for the spring game mm. in April. That's the number one offensive tackle in the country. And and I think that there's a lot of guys that we're talking about, you know, that that, that weekend for the spring game, like Gerard Smith, Jacob Smith, Elijah Newby, um you know, there there were uh, Nate Frazier was another guy that was talking about coming back uh, for the spring game. Um, those are the types of things that you had to kind of measure your success. You you've got to come in there and grab these guys uh, and make sure that you've got an ability to kind of get them to come back to, to campus. So you were not going to get them on one unofficial trip from Nebraska or to Nebraska. You've got to bring them back multiple times. and following the spring game the next thing is you need those guys to come back in june you need those guys to come back for official visits i know that some of those guys particularly the uh utah offensive linemen they're talking about wanting to come back in the fall to come see a game totally cool with that you just got to kind of make sure that you know as this class kind of gets put together you you, you've obviously got to pay attention to your priorities and who's who's at where on the board
2: so you're you were just saying Brandon Baker is coming back for the spring game and and the big recruiting weekend and and getting those guys to um not commit to the university but commit to at least coming back for another visit uh, and keeping in contact with them. Let's just say you know worst case scenario Nebraska doesn't get Dylan Riola, but they do end up getting a couple of those those bigger name guys that came on that weekend. Would you consider that uh not a fail kind of like a failure on Nebraska's part or kind of um something good just to be in the conversation for this long for the number one recruit in the nation.
0: Yeah. I mean, it has to be viewed that way. I mean, look, I put it into three and out last week. Well, it was kind of a this week, actually is a summary to um, the weekend and, and talking about Rayola And, and I think, I think people have to kind of see it that way. I mean, <clears throat> if, if dominic's not involved i mean is is nebraska still here well probably you know there's there's at least a chance that that would be the, the be there but i mean even even as a guy like dominic and, and his ties to nebraska and, and being a legacy guy i mean we just saw bobby newcomb's son come off the board not mm-hmm. even visit nebraska committed to ou and obviously nebraska was very very interested in seeing him they went they went to arizona in january and stopped by that school so I think that there are still things in Nebraska that are endearing, whether you're to legacy guys like Rayola or not, like a Brandon Baker. And, and I think that those are the things that you have to go back now, and you have to just, you have to work to get those guys to get them on campus. And I think that once you're able to get there, I think that Rule and his staff have shown and have demonstrated that they are they are putting things together when those guys are on campus. Those recruits are having a fabulous time because it's between. The coaching staff, the transparency, their honest approach, you know, the other the other things that obviously are on campus that, that all the recruits notice, like facilities and, and the stadium and such. But then also the, the Rule and his staff are selling them on Lincoln. I mean, these guys are all coming back saying like they were blown away, like they didn't think that there would be like that many things and that they wouldn't see that big of a city and that it wouldn't just be a, you know, it's not just a college town and how it spills into downtown is so amazing. Rule and his staff have featured that they have, they have sold that they are selling that to the the players that are coming in, the recruits that are coming in. And I think that that's been like one of the biggest differences so far is like this way to kind of package everything together. It's not just like facilities and NFL factory and whatever it's, Look, you can come here. You can get your education. You're gonna you be in the running to you know be another the next academic all American. And oh by the way, that the city of Lincoln is awesome. Let's show you the hay market. Let's show you how this kind of spills out here. Let's go to this this building top and take a look at over all of it over over the top of it, and all the kids have just ate it up.
2: Now we've seen Georgia do uh, this thing with quarterbacks before, where they take the number one overall quarterback uh, in the class uh, when they got. Um Whoa, what was his name? Why am I speaking? Justin, Justin Fields? Fields. When they got Justin Fields mm-hmm. uh, and they had, I believe it was Jacob Eason on the roster, and they ended up right. going with Eason instead of Fields. Fields ends up transferring out. How important is it for Nebraska to, I mean, obviously they'll probably do this, stay in contact with Raiola despite him committing to a different school? Because as you as you mentioned, Georgia does have another 2024 quarterback already committed on the roster, and he is, I believe, a top 150 recruit.
0: Yeah, you don't go back and burn bridges just because he decides to go someplace else. You you you, you take the you take that supportive, nurturing approach that you can always call me. And uh, you're making your this decision. You know, it's going to be the next four years for the for the rest of your life, kind of kind of thing. And you know, do what's best for you. You're doing the, you're making a decision. You know, with the information at hand, and that's all you can be expected to do. And you went you're about the process right. But give me a call. You know, if you need a hand with something, you can always call and get my opinion on something. I, you know, I'll help you out any way I possibly can. Those ways of kind of closing the door and closing the file on the 2024 recruiting class keeps the keeps everything still open down the line. And, and the transfer portal requires you to do that. You 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 need. And, and and I've never heard of essentially Nebraska like slamming the door shut and saying you know to heck with you then don't bother calling me back again i thought we had you in the boat like that's never really been the case i have heard it happen with and gone things uh, things have gone ugly you know between schools and and players but Never with Nebraska before, and, and I do feel like that will be uh, essentially the, the kind of that closing off of the 2024 communication, if that's which way it goes. And it was <laughs> it was
2: it was Jake Fromm. I was wrong. He was he was yeah. a class before oh, Fields. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, was, he was a class before Fields, uh, and they decided to go with Fromm.
1: So, so you're saying you don't expect Matt Rule to pull a Bill Callahan and call uh, uh, Riola a prima donna if if he commits elsewhere?
0: No, no. I, I, I honestly I feel like um, this staff understands that you know and, and i think the previous staff did too they they want the guys to make the right decisions but i think rule and his staff have done a great job of selling the school and the city uh better than than other staffs have had before in the past it's not a knock it's just there's been a way that they have been able to kind of grab that kind of spirit and and you know kind of ingrain it and, and involve and include it into their into their visits Uh, into their recruiting program a little bit better, and and i got to give props to Matt Rule and his staff. Uh,
1: Another thing that was announced is that Frank Solge will be returning to uh, the spring game. We're talking here with Brian Munson of Husker Online and on 3. Brian, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that because it it, it obviously brings up old uh, debates and arguments, and I wanted to ask from you because I think there was – uh, and at least a perception in, in, in folks that I, I suppose that wanted to see Solage, um, you know, move on um, and, and, and go ahead and have Nebraska hire a new coach would say that the recruiting wasn't up to the Osborne level. Would you say that at that time? Because I, 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 I understand that narrative, but I looked at that, like 2003 defense and they were stacked.
0: Yeah. And that kind of, <clears throat> you know, it predates me a little bit. I mean, obviously I was uh, following the Cornhuskers yeah. uh, still pretty closely. I had just moved down to, to Texas about the time that, that, that Frank was becoming the head coach. And, and in all honesty, I, I, I don't know necessarily what I would, what I would either, you know, what I would kind of, my takeaways about why it, people felt like, you know, Solich needed to be replaced. I was at the, the o one o Oklahoma game Um and uh, the battle of number one versus number two, and uh, I, I remember some really good athletes being on that mm-hmm. on that football team. Um, and, and I do I do understand, however, you know the common the common themes that have kind of been there between Frank and Bo, and and you know and, and maybe it's not the way that they were winning the the big ones, but it was like the way that they were losing the games, yeah. you know, that, that 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 they should have been a bit more competitive in. Um, and I think the recruiting aspect probably has come up when it comes to people's knocks of, of, of Frank Solich. But but I know, I know how critical he was, you know, because I'm friends with still a couple guys that played and, and played for Frank Solich on those teams in the 90s. And, and uh, I know Tom was the head coach, but I think they would all be quick to credit, you know, Frank Solich and, and what he meant to those teams in that run. And I think that that's the part there that people need to focus on, too, is, is how important he was to three national championships in the 90s.
1: Yeah. I also thought it was kind of cool, you know, more from what he did at, o- at Ohio. It seemed, you know, Nebraska, yeah. Nebraska really blown up. Or I-, I should say, and I don't know if blown up is the right word, but there's a lot more guys getting commits uh, and getting offers at the D1 level. But through a lot of times through Frank's, you know, if you look like a, at a Nebraska top 10 or top five guys going D1, a lot of them uh, were, would get that shot from Frank in, in Ohio. Is that, do you think, do you expect that to yeah. continue with Tim Alvin?
0: No, I I think that there were, and the the name of the linebackers oh, it's just escaping me. He was from Kearney, great athlete. Went to went to go play for Frank. Never uh, had a great like Nike camp at Eugene. Just tested off the tested off the chart. Never got a Nebraska offer. Went and had a great career um, at Ohio. Um, I, I I feel like you know Frank was one of those first coaches that when he got hired on to go someplace else that really recognized and understood the the level of talent there in the state. Now you've got other guys, you know, like Godowski was, Mm -hmm. had been doing it for years now, you know, Dan Jackson at Vanderbilt's really trying to, you know, become, get something going with him down to, down to Vanderbilt. And and before that at Northern Illinois and South Dakota state too, that's where Dan Jackson has been. And that's where that's, he's been kind of, you know, he links back to a lot of guys in that area. So Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I feel like Solich really got the ball rolling and kind of opened the eyes of other institutions when it came to getting into the state and trying to grab talent and beat them out.
1: Yeah, I think that's interesting because I, I I don't know how many people recognize that sort of thing or just kind of understand you know Frank Solage's legacy through Nebraska extends beyond his time even at Nebraska. Uh, so I know I think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to him at the spring game. Uh, one one uh, note real quick, I know we kind of mentioned already Brandon Baker at the spring game is this uh, you know that's the top offensive lineman in the country that that's absolute huge huge news. The, the spring game I, I know it's still a long ways they're going to ha- have a, a lot more time to get guys in, but do you expect? Um, some of those big names, uh, other than Brandon Baker, uh, to return as well.
0: Yeah, um, you know you got Brandon Baker. Willis McGee—he was going to come back in. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what happens if Dylan Rayola is not coming in. I know Willis McGee. One of the big things he wanted to come back to do was to catch up with Rayola and see how serious he was about you know going to Nebraska. One of the guys uh, that we talked about earlier on the show, Gibson Pyle, who was there this weekend, who was also in Nebraska. A month ago, after he picked up the offer, uh, he will be uh, up there again. I think it's going to be another big sales weekend. I think another thing to kind of keep watching, guys, I think there's been a real lack of 2025 and beyond, guys, You mm-hmm. know, to come in other than like Stone Saunders, the, the, mm-hmm. the quarterback from Pennsylvania. I think you're going to start seeing a few more 2025 guys start trickling in here very, very soon. So keep an eye on that as well.
1: Very, very cool stuff. Uh, as usual, uh, we always say always informative, and we always feel uh, a lot smarter once we come out of a conversation with Brian Munson. So thanks again for joining us, and we'll let you back to lunch. <laughs>
0: Have a great weekend, guys. We'll talk
1: soon. All right, you too. <laughs> there he goes, Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three. Uh, we are up against it, but we are ready to bring in Nick Sandert once we return for the crossover, and uh, we'll jump into jump into some things. See how his uh, bug exam went the other day. Yeah, bugs, <laughs> more bugs. No, uh, we'll talk plenty of sports, including I want I do want to focus in on Isaac Trout. Um, committing to Creighton, kind of what that means. He's already signed for Nebraska, too. has he? Yeah, yeah, he, he's he signed. Didn't, he didn't already, take any time.
2: Creighton already. tweeted that he signed, so <laughs> it's it's done deal.
1: That and the AP Player of the Year is Zach Eady. Uh, how do you feel about that? For the big whatever Big Ten's uh, just uh, absolutely not doing well. You had the best player the 10 and 10. you lost in the first round. Yeah,
2: to a 16th seed. Hmm. Congratulations. Interesting.
1: Uh, we'll talk about that coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, ninety-three seven Ticket.